I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Brooko Mode for episode 21. I'm joined by Harry, Harry Quayle again for... Part two. Yeah, part two. What I'm interested, what I'm interested in is how do you... I struggle with this a lot. How do you balance being so motivated, so driven, waking up each day thinking what I've got to do or what I get to do, all these things you are striving for, but also enjoy it and be present and still enjoy all the things that life can bring you? Yeah. We had a little chat about this before, but I think it's like, there's such like a toxic line between wanting to work so hard and focus everything entirely on what you're trying to achieve because that like people like me and you and there's other people out there like 21 years old, so driven to find your goals and be successful and trying to want it all now because you look at other people in certain positions and people on your pedestals and where you want to be and you just it's so hard not to just be like, I want it right now sort of thing and you just want to go like all in and give up sort of any other commitments to try and focus on that. But I think it's just stripping it back to, I guess, like we had a conversation about the other day. You just realise like, We've been doing this for six months or been doing this for however long. Like in the grand scheme of things, when you actually put your mind to it for a long period of time, like you will see progress. But I like what you said in terms of like balancing life. I think that is a hard one. I think I came at a crossroads earlier this year where I was just like blocking out everything from my life and I just wanted to solely focus on like my goals and building like a better mindfulness and building like a better opportunity for my brand and my dreams and all that. And it does get toxic because you can suck yourself away from the things that made you happy to begin with as like a youngster and just like the smaller things in life and just appreciating like watching a footy or hanging out with your mates. So there's, it's definitely like a hard line to hit, but I'm finding myself each day sort of adapting to that and finding equilibrium. But I don't think there really is a, a perfect formula to that. I don't know what you think about it all. I think Steve Jobs has a little quote. I can't quote him exactly, but he talks about if you look closely at overnight successes – they actually were a long time. And people, I think this is the thing I'm thinking of. Like we really want to be in a place. We're, we're passionate. We're motivated to get to a thing. But it sort of can take you away from the present. And I think it can also take away from your ability to 
grow because what happens is if you fixate on a destination, you, you'd realize that there could be other roads and other opportunities. And you, and you talk about curiosity creates opportunity, but if you become overly fixated on some destination, you might there might be better roads to go down. So that's how I sort of see it in that sense. But it's also having an ability to be present and enjoy the little things like when you're a bit younger. At the moment, I'm probably needing to enjoy the little things more, spend a bit more time away from my phone and just disconnect from that innate desire that I have right now to achieve things. Yeah. I think the the thing that I love about like this sort of situation and like a podcast and why I want to do something like this, not only myself, but like more continue continuously with you, just like you do with Jack and Tom, is like the rare thing about a podcast which you don't get anywhere else is like you sit here with a mate or might not even be with a mate, might be someone you just met and you turn your phone off, you disconnect yourself completely for an hour, an hour and a half, 40 minutes, whatever long, however long it is and you can just have like an actual chat with no distractions. It's like when you're at like a cafe, catching up with a mate for a coffee, you can you wouldn't ever do that. Like if someone calls you, you just pick up like assuming that it's something more important and you'd lose your focus away from like the person you're with and I feel like every time you're with someone these days that's like how it operates you can never or like most people at least you can never solely put your be completely present put your effort into someone it's always like if your mum calls you'll pick up of course if your best mate calls you'll pick up or you'll text your mate or you scroll through Instagram where like something like this a podcast is like one of the only times where you can actually have genuine conversation one-on-one present away from everything else like it's such a cool cool scene I think and just like the ability to have it all like on record on record and to look back on and even just like the self-growth and communication skills and stuff i think it's just such a unique thing that like our world is now gifted with yeah 100 percent. i love listening back to these conversations you actually learn a lot more it's you have these people probably have these conversations but they don't get a chance to reflect on it and hear feedback on it and i think an important point you raised is about being present i think I find it, and I think a lot of people struggle with this, is an ability to be present because we're so, we need to be stimulated so much. And I call it dopamine layering, but I'll make it simple. Basically, when we do certain things, pleasurable things, it releases dopamine. And then what happens is we want to pursue more and experience more dopamine. So it allows us to seek more. So we've become so stimulated that we keep chasing things. So once things that were pleasurable in of itself, such as just listening to music or talking to a friend, there needs to be more dopamine attached to it. So there needs to be more layers of things. So such as going for a walk, like I do this myself, I'm guilty. I can't just go for a walk and enjoy nature. It has to be with music. And we're always constantly doing things and it needs to have, like we can't just have a good chat with a mate out on a night. Like it has to have alcohol. We have to have, it has to be some extra thing that people do it for. Like there's, we're sort of losing the beauty of what life is by continually adding more things to the experience yeah. because our baseline pleasure threshold has gone up so much because I think it comes back to the fact we don't suffer enough. We don't, we don't challenge our minds and our bodies enough with certain things that we're, we're experiencing too much pleasure so the threshold keeps going up and up and we need to keep adding pleasurable things to one experience and it takes away from the present yeah. because as a kid, something was so pleasurable. Just imagine how like free and 
I used to run around the house kicking a little footy, and it was so fun. Like I think kids do it these days. Oh, like, you couldn't do I think it. Our society is like breeding through a collection of things, but breeding like a a group of people where everyone's just like. I'll start that again because I just I choked that. But I think society is like breeding a population where we're just all less happy, and I think that does come from like the constant reliance on dopamine hits, which you were talking about, like. People can't just appreciate like a, you know, what I mean, you can't just be happy with like what you have, or you can't just be happy with just like small things walking through, like you said, walking through the streets. You got to have like an external, external boost, and like it's the constant chase of like wanting something else. And it's like you touched on it briefly, but embracing like the, you said on your podcast, embracing uncertainty, but like embracing like the bad times, and it's like instead of using that as like a, a, a slingshot point to rebound into something new, people just tend to, so you're sitting up here and people just tend to let it get you knocked down and then that's like your new benchmark rather than being like you get knocked down and you set it up again. Where like that's what I try and preach and live off is like, although it's important to when something bad happens to grieve and let yourself settle and reflect and learn and set yourself up again. But I think the most important thing about like a, a negative moment or a bad time or, Something that doesn't go to plan is the the rebound from that and like realizing that like one door closes as it's cliche there's one door close closes another one opens because like my at least me personally my biggest growing points have come from the darkest of days and I solely and truly do believe that and I would preach that to anyone and everyone because it's just like not only is it that like you understand suffering and you understand it's not all perfect and you then appreciate the high level of happiness but it's just like you you see yourself push your new limit and you can see yourself how you react and you just understand I don't know you can just it allows you to just open up a new door to whether it's like a an opportunity that you wouldn't have had elsewhere being held back or whether it's just like a a greater appreciation of something small and I mean it's got it on the back of our hoodies fun happy like it's yeah. it's something that I do truly do believe in yeah I think you touched on important points about acceptance and it's hard because you see so many people grow or can grow from such traumatic experiences or adversity and it just shows that if we have the right mindset and and learn things from the difficult times we can grow and a, and a, a quote that I'm paraphrasing is you know in the darkness like you often think you're buried but you can but maybe you just were planted and that's how I see like darkness. Like you can actually grow so much from it, but you have to be willing to accept what happens. I think acceptance is really hard because for me, especially when, when I struggle with things, so let's, let's just the most relatable things in a sporting context, like you fail or you get dropped or you make mistakes. It's so easy to not accept that. And just whether it's just, talking to yourself or making an excuse or, you know, blaming other things for it and not accepting, you're not giving yourself an opportunity to grow because you haven't accepted that you might not be perfect. And there's a thing on TikTok. Good old TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> about mediocrity. And it's this, I'll show you it after. Yeah. But actually, I want to play it only because... We'll get it up. Look at this, live stream. Only because it is probably... <laughs> One of the, because it talks about the present moment as well. And I think this is one of the most 
powerful things I've ever Just had. as I go talking about how when you're on a podcast, you're, yeah, you're present and you don't <laughs> touch your phone and man's just getting out TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> listen to this. Okay. I'll play it from my... TikTok sound. Yeah, I'll play it from my phone. You can listen to it too. I think we spend too much time being afraid of our own mediocrity. We don't want to sing too loudly in case anyone finds out we don't have a voice like glass. We don't write music because we aren't Mozart. We don't paint because we aren't Picasso. We don't tell people that we love them because our voice might shake when we say it. We try to be pretty criers. And we don't dance because we aren't that good. The reality of our humanity is that we are all a little bit average at a lot of things. The truth is that we're all not that good, so stop holding yourself back from enjoying the things you love because you're not a prodigy at everything. Scream the song at the top of your lungs and confess your love and let your voice be shaky. Cry big, ugly tears. Dance really badly because life is too short to be scared of being human. I love that, eh? That gives me, like, the that, like, airless feeling in your stomach. And I think it just... Yeah, that's good. It relates back to the whole thing of like caring what people think too much. Like I think the moment you let go of those thoughts and sort of not care too much internally is like the moment you're so much happier. It's like no we we're talking about for no one cares what you're actually doing. Like you're in the gym, no one's looking at you, no one's like no one's actually judging you. And the people that are judging you are bringing you down to their level sort of thing. And I think like yeah, I I love that shit. Eh? Yeah, no, it's a great quote. <laughs> Or that a great, so great it. little monologue. Yeah. I think because what happens is we're so. I just I resonate so much with that because I am someone who's really competitive and and I've often found it hard to be present in things or really enjoy just being human because if I'm not the best at it, yeah, I'm the same. It's eh? similar to that, Mister. So toxic. Have you heard that, Mister Fox one? No. I really oh. want fantastic. Fuck, I'll Literally. get. I'm yeah, sorry for I, using my phone again. I'm just saying, like, so, so toxic. Like, it's like, I never want to do anything. Or I never want to carry on with something if I know I'm not the best at it. And it's like, although it's a, it, I would say it's, it's like my best friend, but my worst enemy. Because it's like, it drives me so much to to be like the best person, but it also holds me back so much because I just want to yeah. be the best. All right, I'll, I'll play this one again. This will be the last one I'll play. Sorry, but this is, this is, you'll relate to this a lot. I think I have this thing where I need everybody to think I'm the greatest, the quote-unquote fantastic Mr. Fox. And if they aren't completely knocked out, dazzled, and kind of intimidated by me, then I don't feel good about myself. Foxes traditionally like to court danger, hunt prey, and outsmart predators. And that's what I'm actually good at. I think at the end of the day, I'm just... I know. We're wild animals. I guess we always were. Uh, so that quote for me is just like the fact that you don't have to be the greatest at everything. We're all humans. You're not going to be the best at everything. And I think it takes away – I haven't have been able to enjoy a lot of things as much as I could have because I'm I'm too worried about wanting people to think I'm so good. or And that's just – it takes away from your internal experience because you're so preoccupied by some external validation. It's not even that, but it's like the f- – like we said, it's the fear of judgment of other people. Like people hold back on so many things which internally they know they want to do and they know it might be the right thing for them but purely of the fact of it's like you're not fitting in, you're not doing what you're meant to do or scared of what people are going to say. It's like why live a life that isn't your life? Why live a life that it like isn't what you want to live, if you know what I mean? Like why try and mould yourself into a 
mold your life into a life which is shaped by someone else because their opinions are trying to sh- trying to push you one way or push you another way. It's like you're the only person in your body. You live your life 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Your opinion of yourself, of what you want to do, of how you want to live should be the most important thing because X person that you are friends with or walking along the street or from school or whoever it may be, a colleague, they hang out with you six hours a week or four hours a day, whatever it is. No one actually is in your body. No one knows what's best for you. And I think it's like as much as it is so good to get opinions from other people and so good to get help and stuff, but what society as a whole and I think people our age don't do enough is just do what they want to do. I think people feed off the opinions of other people way too much and don't put value on their own opinion because I think, like I said, nobody knows you better than yourself. You know how you react. You know how how your emotions are in certain situations. You know what makes you happy, what doesn't internally. So it's like people need to just start acting on their intuition and building that intuition inside them because like as much as it may be like to some people such a mythical thing that there's a voice inside your head or whatever the, whatever it is, but I think the more you acknowledge that voice that's talking to you and act on those intuition thoughts where it's like you're thinking about something and you're like, should I do it, should I do it? But there's a reason why there's something inside you to tell you to do it. And I think the more you start practicing that and acting on those thoughts and listen to that voice, the stronger it gets and louder it gets. And then it's like the greater opportunities and the better things come from that because it's just like if if you're going to talk to someone and give them an opinion and then they keep on denying it why would you keep on why would you keep on telling them that sort of thing so that's like the the intuition voice inside you keep on telling you to take make that jump start that podcast start that brand whatever it may be and if you keep on knocking it back telling it to shut up not listen to it they're just going to you know, I mean, they're not going to listen. They're not going to talk to you and give you opinion anymore. So I think you just got to act on those those voices and just back yourself in and listen to yourself because, like I said, it's your life and yeah. live it because no one else is no one else going to live it for you, sort of thing. I love that. I think it'd be important to for listeners to hear is we're talking a lot of great things, but people are probably still going to be thinking, "How do I do it?" So I'd love to get into a bit of like I think we both have grown a lot in the past couple of years, probably even especially the last 12 months, six Mm. months. And I think it would be important for people to hear some of our ideas, what we've done and and maybe what they can do. Because I think people, I think people do realize a lot of these things we're talking about. Yeah. But it's like, how do I do it? Like, yes, yes. I want to change. I want to grow. I want to jump. I want to be who I want to be. I want to live. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be scared of other people's opinions, but how, how give me, give me some things you do give me what like uh, yeah you start I think you're the one who you're I, I, you're pretty switched on with this stuff what do you like what's your so I've always been I didn't realize how well fir- first thing I'll ask you another yeah. question like whether you've answered or not in 21 episodes of the podcast but starting it obviously it's like such a big and new thing for you to start like Brooklyn mode yeah all the all the mindset stuff that you're going with and like if I was to be honest with you if i was if i was to be told 12 24 months ago when i knew you much more on a surface level i wouldn't have ever thought that you'd be the type of person to come out with something like this like you were very much in your own shell like we always got on well and we always like 
I knew on a better level than anyone else I felt in like the group that we were in, but you're always very much in your own shell, I believe. So what sort of, what were the, whether it was a turning point or whether it was a collection of insecurities or trauma, whatever it may be, what were those things that forced you into coming down this route? Because like you said, people want want to know how. Like, yeah. like what, what was your like, this is where you were and this is like how you're feeling and then you were like, okay, bang, let's go. Like what was your moment I, or I th- moments? I think a lot of people to to really grow somewhere deep down there has to be that that hope that they can be something and I, I i wasn't feeling that way but there was this belief inside of me and i think a lot of it did stem from having success probably more predominantly in the primary school period so i've i'd been there i'd been in a headspace where i was so i was thriving and i i knew it was within me and i i delved into the area of psychology a bit at uni as I'd started that, I started to read a couple books and it, and it probably, I was at a low point. I probably went through a breakup and then I thought, but I was aware of all these things. I knew that you could, if you challenge your body, you yeah. challenge your mind, you read, you could, you could grow. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't realize how low I was or not low, but how much more content and how yeah. much in a better space I could get to until I got there. So, for me, it was just being willing to to learn and try. I think try things is the best thing because I was I'm someone who can get stuck in my ways or a bit of a perfectionist. But I allowed myself to try new things, like even things as like cold shower every morning, things like that. Doing fasting, eating healthier foods, getting a good gym routine, reading more books and stuff like that, and it allowed me to open broaden my horizons and. It sort of paved a way forward for me and setting a really good foundation with eating, learning, growing. And it gave me that sort of hope as I started to improve that, you know, there is a better version inside of me waiting to come out. I've just got to put in the work. And once I started to see some progress on a mental and physical level, I realized that, you know, you're not limited, you're only limited by yourself. And I think. I think that's what started it all. And then obviously, like, but touching back on the thing, yeah, I was very introverted. Mm, but also, but then all my friends who I was close with, I, I wasn't, like, the close friends. Yeah. But it was like, that's because I I almost felt like they knew who I really was and I wasn't scared to, I wasn't scared of their opinion of me because they'd been through everything. Yeah. And I thought, and I, and I'm, I pride myself for being intellectual, but how, how silly of me. I couldn't even recognize that, if I could be like this with my couple of friends who, no disrespect to them, it's not like they're fucking some special the people. They're yeah. just, they're great. They're not, they're not spiritual. Yeah, they're great ordinary human yeah, beings. Yeah. They're, they're nice, great people, but they're not like mind readers. Yeah, yeah. So if I can be like that with them, I can be like that with anyone. It's just something within me is holding me back. And, I f- and then when, once I was able to realize that and create awareness around that, it was like, I probably didn't realize it until now, but it was it was like bang, I've I've got to do something, and it cascade of events. And I thought, what's the best way to put yourself out there? It's it's. I probably didn't realize that, you know, with the podcast stuff, I used it as an opportunity to learn. I was like, fuck, I learned so many things from people. I want to yeah. develop social skills, talk to people better, put myself out there, and fuck, I to be honest, it wasn't really. 
I don't know. I wasn't really intimidated by it. I was pretty confident from the start in the sense that I took all the expectations off myself. I, I didn't, like I knew it wasn't going to be perfect straight away because I, deep down I had this belief that one day or, or it, one day it'll be worth it. Yeah. But it right can only it, it, yeah. it can only be one day if yeah. you have day one. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the mindset I had. I had to just start. So yeah. Can't have rainbows without rain, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when I like when I first saw you starting it, I was like shocked, shocked by it because I just wouldn't have. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't pick you to be someone to want to put yourself out there. Because it is like it's like a raw thing to do. Just like feel yourself talk as much as it. You strip yourself off, strip yourself back, and like think it's not that deep and stuff, which is like a stick out of your tap. But it also like to put yourself out on social media and Spotify, whatever it is, you, you whatever platforms you are using to promote yourself. Like it is a raw thing to have these type of conversations. Not only just like the people you're speaking to, but like knowing that there's people, other people listening, or other people who might already have like pre preformed opinions on you, or you know what I mean. Like it's it's not an easy thing so it's hats off to you because it's like these are the type of things that people think about and don't want to do yeah i think for me i've i probably didn't realize it but how like reliant i was on the external yeah and i and i wouldn't say like i think with insecurity security to security like being really comfortable with yourself it's not just dichotomous it's not you are or you aren't like it's it's a, i've still got more to go yeah. But I've come so far, and it's not like I was in a deep, dark hole, but I wasn't anywhere near where I wanted to be. And I think as I started to improve my headspace around these things, it really you know, inspired me to think that if I can do it, other people can do it. I want to share my journey, learn. And I was never never trying to preach from the start like I've got it all figured out. It was more like come along with me for the ride yeah, I agree. sort of thing. But yeah, there's so much more to go, but... I think yeah, it's in, I think we should go into you know some of the little things that I've done or like yeah. what you've done to really dig into this space because people you know it's still probably people are like what did you actually do like yeah, yeah 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 sort of thing so I think the I think one of the really really important things from this is more of a mindset thing is you have to be vulnerable but it comes from acceptance you have to really accept that you're not perfect and you have so much more to grow and you and you can be great but being great isn't being great externally and it's not money it's not wealth it's being content and being purposeful and having value in your life and in your actions and i think it's not about i think cuz the way society's set up is it's set up in a way where people think their life's going to be meaningful once they achieve a certain amount of X amount of money or, or ex- external yeah, recognition. Like yeah. it's set up in a way that puts people on a pedestal who have money, who are actors, who who run society with their money. But some of these people are not happy. There's there's obviously a lot of research about the link between money and happiness, and it just shows after after a certain amount where you make basic ends meet it's there's no fucking cor- correlation like it doesn't more money does not equal happiness and i really believe that there's some that that if that doesn't make you think there's more to life than external or what people think of you some like think about it so many people in, in hollywood so many people famous people 
are depressed, commit suicide, have these mental health tragedies. It's not like just because someone else said they're they're worthy. But what? Why we rely on someone else to tell we're worthy when they they might not even be happy with themselves, or they they might not even know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. If you're content with yourself and the journey you're on, so that's where the mindset thing for me shifted. I was like, it's got to come from within me. I I stopped. I knew that having an internal change would have an effect on my external world because I would develop better relationships. I could be more of myself. Opportunities would come up and people might see that and and it would be good for my external. Sure, people start to change, you know, start to... Yeah, exactly. But it still come from internal. And I think if... If if one thing you take out of this is you've got to, it's got to start with you. Whatever action it is, whether it's reading more books, catching up with people to further a project you want to get into, whether it's it's, but it, probably another one I really need we really need to talk about is people might have an idea of where they want to go, whether it's a project, a business idea, but and the, but they might start, they might be motivated because, but it's got to be consistency. But how do we be consistent, consistent, consistently? <laughs> because because it's 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 hard. Because who who doesn't watch a TikTok, a motivational thing, and think, "Fuck yeah, let's yeah, conquer the world. Uh, yeah. Let's conquer the fucking let's world." Let's fucking run through a brick wall. <laughs> and and then fifteen minutes later, it's like, "Fuck, can't you, be fucked." Yeah, now you're, now you're ten minutes through can't another f- TikTok show. Can't be fucked. Yeah. But here's how I, here's how I got over it. Well, here's how I got discipline and to be consistent is I really connected with my why. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the most important thing. I was going to jump in before, but it's I'll per, like have a purpose. purpose. Yeah, yeah. the purpose. So I discovered what I really wanted to be because I, I looked internal. I said the external world is not bullshit, but you can, have, you can be up and down in the external world and still not be happy internally. So mm. to me, it, it's just not fully related to something internal. There's something bigger internal within you. So I looked inside myself and realized there's things I wanted to be and everyone's going to be different. But for me, it was, I love learning. I love growing, but it, it, it is interesting how a lot of the, for me, like a lot of the things I'm interested in learning and growing about is, it, it is to do with this whole yeah, field, yeah. which is telling people yeah. what to do. Yeah. So it becomes a bit of a weird, yeah. weird thing. It's like the, Endless cycle. Yeah, it does become a bit like that. But so you're improving yourself by learning how to improve yourself and teaching other people <laughs> how to improve yourself. So, so for other people, it might be saying to do with business yeah. or I think I think an important thing to add is like we're not out here or anyone's not out here books, podcasts, etc. Telling you to like that everyone has to start a podcast or start a business or do something completely out of the ordinary. Like that's. That's not what everyone has to do. There's so many people in life who are totally content with like going to work at seven in the morning and finishing at three and coming home and you know what I mean? And just ticking over the legs that way. But there's also so many people who aren't and there's so many people who, whether they're missing a small thing in their life or whether they're, they're, what they're doing as a whole, as a career isn't for them. And it's just when you recognise that, don't brush it aside. Like if it's something small, then sweet that's much easier than like a whole career change or starting a whole business or whatever it may be but i think the most important thing is when you recognize something missing in your life or recognize something that just doesn't sit well with you whether it's long term like you're in a x amount of career path or whatever it may be 
and it doesn't sit well with you long term, then make the jump now. But I think it's like anything, big or small, no one's perfect. No one has everything nutted out, but it's about recognising the things that aren't right in your life and actually taking action on them. And it's like if you're not feeling well or you're feeling a bit flat, instead of jumping to the whole conclusion of being inspired by all these TikTok people or podcasts or books, whatever it is that you have to start a big business or start a podcast, but start with just like talking to someone and telling someone what's wrong or telling someone how you feel and brainstorm those things with someone else. Cause as much as like I said, yourself is like the most important thing and your opinion is the most important thing and it's your life, etc. But like you, you can't do it alone sort of thing. Like, and I realized that as well when I was first out of my business, I tried to do everything alone and I was just like completely in my own world and I was grinding and I was seeing results and I felt so fulfilled and I had my purpose and all that. But like it didn't take long for me to like get pretty burnt out internally because I cut off so many things that like made me happy to begin with. So like whatever it is, like that was a, an instance in, in my life. Like I made the big jump and a big change and then I had to switch it back again. But I think the takeaway is that like big or small, just recognize, when you recognize something's wrong or something's not sitting well with you or something's not making you fulfilled, don't be afraid to like make that change. It doesn't always have to be big. It can start small and it can just be small. But like anything sort of in the way of your... Um, sole purpose and you the bigger picture like you want to you want to have it a smooth run I guess like you can't yeah I think when you make a lot of changes in your life sometimes it's hard to realize what caused what yeah because it's not a sci- it's not a controlled scientific experiment where you manipulate one variable and you see an effect that has you you change one thing but then you you, you don't change one thing you change about 10 things and yeah, you thought exactly. it was that one thing you change and what can happen with what you said is, yeah, you made these positive changes, you felt more content, but you also stripped away some things that made you feel really good. So yeah. you, it's it's about, you know, like you said, creating awareness. But I think creating awareness comes from, for me especially, like creating awareness for me is when I have a clear idea in my head about where I want to be connecting with my why because then every time I'm my actions there is something to connect it with or like I have an awareness around my actions because it does that does that action is that coherent or consistent with the person I want to be that's not to say I'm always going to be perfect and I don't mind failing or you know doing things that aren't perfect but it's the little things that add up and it's the little things that get you to who you want to be you win those little battles it's compound it's exactly like the atomic habits things is big on that but it's the accumulation of marginal gains whether it's doing a little bit more so let's say in a sporting context you do a bit more stretching you do extras at training you work on your touch like it all adds up in the end it doesn't feel like it's making a difference but it adds up yeah even like my big things being like trying to journal every day like as much as and I think I've heard I've heard a lot of people. I'm about it. It's jumping quickly across, but I've heard a lot of people talk about this. And I've never seen a psychologist. I've wanted to for my own. I don't know. I just wouldn't mind. Like I just think it would be 
great benefit to me. And it's like I've heard people speak like don't just see a psychologist. I think Dill Buckley says a lot. Don't see a psychologist when things are wrong. Like don't just see him when they're wrong. Mm. Be in a routine with it and like let's say it's it's a Wednesday Arvo and you feel sweet, still go in and see them and like you sort of unpack it and it's just like your routine rather than like trying to put out the fire when the fire's already started, sort of make sure the fire doesn't start, I guess. And I think that's me with journaling as well. Like I journal every day just to keep that consistency and stay on top of my thoughts, I guess. I guess it's a smaller scale to that, but it's like trying not to worry about, trying not to let things get too out of control because I get pretty, like my head noise with things can get, can spiral pretty quickly. And I think it's about like I've become much better at just like recognising that and remove myself from a situation if need be and just like getting on top of those things myself through just journaling out my thoughts. And I think that's like the most, like it is an important thing and something that I recommend to everyone because I, I feel like the way people become so down and upset is purely because of their own thoughts. It's like a battle versus yourself because it's like, it's a whole overthinking thing too. It's like you see one thing and then you start thinking about such a abstract, like you always think worst case and everything best case. Mm, and yeah. nine times out of 10, 99 out of a hundred, worst case never ever happens. But it's like every human, and I think it's like human nature, every human thinks the worst case scenario in every situation. But I think it's like why I think worst case it never happens yeah. So I think in best case, and if it's not best case, it's like falling it, it in, falling just under. And I think that's why people get so wound up over things. It's like they think worst case, and then you start thinking of like the butterfly effects from yeah. the worst case, and then all of a sudden you've had a small issue of your mate's not talking to you, and then you've just beat it up in your head, overthought it, to World War Four is about to kick off because <laughs> you've just like spiralled everything. Have, in we had World War, have we had World War Three? Or we just skip three. Well, we, in this whole overthinking stage, you've built up World War Three and World War Four, <laughs> <laughs> but you sort of like you always just—it's like that endless road of like if you don't get on top of things, like you just constantly think of like the next worst thing, next worst thing, and then like I said, all of a sudden you're just in a deep hole. So I think it's like that. My best advice for for that, like trying to like live a better life or whatever it may be is starting to learn your own thoughts and it's like like when you start thinking a bit down when you feel flat sort of take a note of those emotions and like why you maybe why you felt that way what the outcomes are what the consequences are and soon enough you'll start like brain spilling and you'll come to the conclusion of like it's really not that deep and that's sort of where I always end up yeah. when I get those dark days like I was thinking the other day about like my brand and I was like getting into like a, a deep rabbit hole of like what am I doing with this like you know what I mean like you're wasting your time you're wasting your money all that stuff and it all just came from like a simple thought of like maybe a social media post didn't do that too, too well or you start thinking about like something not selling or whatever it may be and then when you unpack it you just you know, you just realize that it you've just beat yourself up completely in your own head yeah yeah, I'll expand on what you're talking about. I think human nature, we have this negativity bias. It's it's so evident. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. You know, you get 100 good comments, Quail. 
one bad comment and that's what you focus on. Yeah. It's we all we all know it. We've all seen it in our own lives, but it's being it's being able to ask yourself the question, what if? Not what if everything goes bad. What happens if everything turns out great? And it's changing your mindset. For me, it was having a vision of where I wanted to be and and instead of when something bad or good goes wrong, I try and pitch everything as an opportunity to grow into yeah. that the vision of who I want to be. Yeah, it's fucking hard though because it's so easy. This is how I see it. You have an, a negative event. Let's say you said a post didn't do too well. And then that leads to the thought like a thought that could come in your head like, oh, people aren't interested in what I'm doing, which leads you to thought like what I'm doing is pointless, which leads you to like another thought, which could be like, oh, I'm like, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my money. And then, then it could lead into a deeper thought about your own beliefs. Like I'm not worthy as a person or like I'm not going to do it great in life or that. And it just gets deeper and deeper. And then, then it, then a simple thought turns into a deep, deeper thought, which creates this tense feeling, this anxiety, this negative appraisal of a situation, and then it makes you feel shit. Yeah. It's being able to, like you said, create awareness, strip things back, because that's the power of reflection I think you talked about. Yeah. The power of reflection is to sort of just take a step back and look at it a bit more objectively, because I think we get so, because we have this negativity bias, we're so easily seduced by what it could mean to us, like about our identity, like, oh, we're not worthy, we're not enough. And I think a lot of us have childhood like not issues but deep down a lot of us have these insecurities and a lot of issues in life that that manifest in so many ways come down to some simple things for so for me I'll be vulnerable so like a lot of things that manifest you always think it's the what like you always think the situation it's never really about the situation it's about some deeper thing like it'll be some surface level thing and then deep down it's this voice that is in your head like you're not worthy of being loved. Like that's a voice that I've had before. You're not. You're not good enough. You know, like you're shit. You're a loser. You're not. You're not as smart as you. You act. You're not as good at football as you think you are. You have all these voices that come from a surface level thing, but it's being able to. It, the thing I've grown the most in this space is I've been able to just create awareness. I've been able to catch myself and move past those negative thoughts but it's not about distracting yourself it's sort of just about the worst thing, yeah. yeah you can't yeah. distract yourself but it's about you seeing it accepting it accepting that thought but finding a way to learn and grow from it because every opportunity can create every like if you're curious like you said your brand thing you can have opportunity but you have to be in a headspace where you're willing to be yeah. vulnerable with yourself in those positions to yeah snatching those opportunities like I was saying before the old saying of everything happens for a reason and people can be so complacent with that saying and just like kick their feet up and be like everything happens for a reason like I'm meant to be here things are going to happen right things are going to work out like where it's like yes everything happens for a reason but like you got to sort of work work for them you got to work hard for them you can't just think everything's just going to be put on a plate put on a platter and handed to you like you got to put yourself in a situation to meet someone new, to grow a new opportunity. Like you can't just say everything's going to happen for a reason and sit on your ass and fucking scroll through TikTok and eat donuts all day. Like you got to actually get out there 
and like make the most of those opportunities and create those opportunities. Opportunities aren't just there. Do you sorry to interrupt? Do you think the reason a lot of us people struggle to do this is because we're not patient enough? Like we, a lot of people have ambitions to be this and like, but because they realize it's going to take so much hard work, they're not willing to put in that time because like, I can't fuck wait. So they just just yeah. you know they. Well, it's the whole like with money side that phase of like get rich quick schemes of like cryptocurrency and all that. But I also think it's like the procrastination so procrastination side of things. I don't. I think people are just so easily distracted and so attention spans are just getting slimmer and slimmer by the bloody minute like where people just like don't have the focus or drive to want to build their own thing people people want it all quickly yeah as well like that's why no one wants to build something up from the ground is because people want results quickly but i think it is just like no one is just willing to well not no one that's not true at all but like People aren't willing to, yeah, I guess you're right, be patient, but people aren't willing to put in those hard hard hours or hard work, whatever it is, to get to the end result. Mm, yeah. And I think people will just easily distract themselves. And it's like, I was thinking about this before, I wanted to say it before you asked the question, but like us sitting here and talking about this and saying is by no means a perfect at all. And like usually the people who are open to talk about these things are the ones who are like, have actually experienced like, waves in life if you know what i mean like no i I talk about like i was talking about before like overthinking and controlling my emotions stuff like that but i would i can put my hand up and say that i would be like the worst for that out of 99 percent of people i know like i know i'm shit out with that but I, I know what works for me and like that's why i can talk about it sort of thing but i also know that like i don't do that all the time and I also know that like a lot of the time it does get the better of me. So it's like it's easy to put on the facade and the mask and talk about these things to a mate or on a podcast or whatever whatever platform it may be. Like for me, it might be on my Instagram with my brand and people can just assume and expect that like everything's perfect and they've got it all sorted out and any issue that they face, like they will just resolve it because they know all these strategies and know all these techniques. But I think it's so far from the truth. Like I think that like, well at least me personally, like I know that I do struggle with those, thing, those things big time and like small things get the better of me and like I do build them up in my head to be massive things but it's just that I know what I can do to like mitigate those problems and I think people with who may have issues like this on a smaller scale as well can wash them out pretty quickly and days I wash them out pretty quickly too and days that they are just blow over things but like it is i think it's worth saying and worth noting that like it's not you know what i mean like just because we're saying all this doesn't mean we're following it 99 percent of times and everything is sweet yeah it's hard you can know logically how to do something but still emotionally you're not in a headspace to to do it and you can let your thoughts and your mind get the better of you but like you said you said you said that you know that yeah, you still struggle with things and and you might be still a lot worse than other people, but you probably don't realise that a lot of people would struggle with these yeah. things. It's just they're not talked about. Yeah. And you said it's easy to sp- like easy to come on and talk about and stuff and put on the facade that everything's okay, but it's not. It's not easy and you'd be surprised how important it is what you're saying. And you're 
and you've and you're putting yourself out there and you're saying you're not perfect and I think there's I think because I think we're not vulnerable enough to admit that and I think a lot of people do struggle with these things and it, I think the hardest thing about the mental health field is there's a few ways people look at it like people like oh we need to be like more open more vulnerable more emotional more connected with our feelings but then people get caught up in being like oh we're too soft mm. we're too like we're too easy we're just compl- like we're we're taking the easy yeah. road out and just crying about it instead of doing action but i think that's where that's where i'm trying to find a way to explain how i go about it where i'm not where i'm where i'm able to express my emotions be vulnerable but still be like get shit done chris bumstead did a podcast i think chris williamson and he talked about balancing his masculine and feminine energies and i talk about that in a recent podcast about how to be like how to express yourself how to be emotional nurturing like like the female side of it but how to be like a man and be assertive and fuck shit up and get shit done when it really matters like yeah. like this like see bum talked about it like like i can like he cries in front of his girlfriend sometimes breaks down but then bang he's in the gym fucking two yeah. hours he gets shit done like it's i think it's about that like i think i'm pretty good with that eh? yeah that's that's yeah. good because i think that's a space i'm getting really good at where like i can this is how i see it i see it just being present with how you're feeling being yeah. mindful because a lot of the time when we're in pleasure or in pain or mostly when we're in pain we we like to distract ourselves we like to we we're not good at being present with that and we distract ourselves and what happens is we never accept the situation or how we were feeling we don't internally validate our feelings which often are warranted and how can we grow from something which we never internally acknowledge yeah so so i think i think the whole space i'm into is like being able to have an idea of who we want to be being okay with the fact that you have feelings and emotions but still we have actions. There's there's ways we can get better. A lot of the time people know what to do to get better. Like whether it's the gym, eating better, people have eaten well and then they just they lie to themselves. It's about creating awareness. It's consistency over time. It's it's so fucking like I know I know how it works for me, but I just it manifests in everyone's life so differently where we can say these things, but you have to make it fit your life and your thinking, your insecurities, your traumas, your natural personalities, your temperament, the people, relationships in your life. Everyone is so different. It comes down to a few simple things. Like there's a lot of universals, but everyone's life is so different. Yeah. There's so many different variables that it manifests so differently where people think it's so fucking complicated, but it's fucking simple, but it's, being able that's why you need to take it on your board yourself and apply it to your own life and and seeing psychologists can help because i think they're skilled at bringing bringing the universals to your own life navigating yourself because that's what they're skilled at but people don't realize i've done a lot of things myself because i've learned how to do it and and yeah it does start with you exactly and i think with the whole space like you were touching on a bit before from what you just spoke about very well said as well. Like I, I agree with everything you were saying there, and I like like I always value your opinions in this side of things. But I think with like the whole mental health space, like there's such like a balance. Although it's like it's so easy to say like 
be vulnerable, be this, be that. But people also don't know what like that is and people like fearful of that. I think the main thing what how how this space should be represented is it should just be normal. Like it shouldn't my close friends and like people close to me know that I'm like so in touch with my emotions, like I'm open with that and like like what you were saying before, have that side where you you can be like feminine and also get shit done where like I can openly say that I'm like I love that shit. Like I, I love all the emotion and I love love and all all that side the nurturing side of things, empathy, etc. like which are high traits in women. I'm open to say that like I've always been like that. It's just a way of being grown up to be, I guess. But it's like it's the normality of things where I think people struggle with. I think the fact that it's so prominent, although it's like so, it's so good that it's like the message is continually getting spread and it's so prominent in social media and in day to day. But like, I think there's because there's such a a big casting shadow on the whole like speak up, not wait to speak, share your message, all that stuff. That like people are a bit intimidated to like speak about smaller issues or. And people would probably overcast themselves as like if it's not like a big traumatic issue or if it's not big enough to talk about, like they would sort of just hold into smaller issues, if that sort of makes sense. So should I'm big on just like not putting such a such like a, a flashing light on it, if that makes sense, and rather just like taking it with a a grain of salt as a normal conversation would go about and just it just should just be a normal conversation rather than it being like all right, let's talk about like this. Let's get held deep now. Like I'm just like someone who just, it just happens with me and I'll just talk about that normally. And I think that's what makes it so comfortable. Why I feel like, I feel like I'm good with that with other people too. Like I feel like people feel comfortable with me talking about conversation, which I would only have with certain amount of people. And I feel like I, I, people can come to me like that quite easily because I'm the way I conversate about it all is quite normal. Like I wouldn't just be like, let's talk about your mental health or, you know what I mean? I wouldn't try and put just like a big flashing light in front yeah, of it or a big yeah. sign in front of it. It's just like normal with me. And I think that's where right now we're going through the phase of it all being like that with a big billboard and trying to make as much awareness as possible, which is sick and it's perfect because people understand the statistics behind it. People understand the validity behind it and all this stuff behind it but i think it's just molding it into the normality side of things where we can just talk about these things in a normal conversation you could be talking about how you went in footy and then all of a sudden you're talking about like how you were overthinking last night and you know what i mean like it it doesn't have to be such a big sit down thing it doesn't have to be so deep it can it just can be normal and that's what i'm big on and that's how I try and go about it with not only myself not only in my own head but like with other people and trying to get those conversations out of other people because no one wants to speak in a situation where they feel uncomfortable although being uncomfortable is like such a good point to grow from but people want to feel comfortable and people are going to feel comfortable when it's normal yeah that makes sense all right pass pass me a water bottle so Hold this out in front of you. Here we go. So, is that is that heavy? No, not much water in there. So hold it right in front of you. Is that heavy? No. No. All right. How about after one hour of holding your arm out like that? Yeah, it'd be heavy. What Maybe about five minutes? What about three days? What about a week? What about yeah. a month? So you put it down now. But yeah. it's interesting. You have a little 
little inconvenience in life, a little a little moment where a negative thought, a negative feeling like that, if you invalidate that feeling and you put it to the side, it's going to it's going to sit with you. It's going to stick with you and over time it's going to build up even more and more, just like holding that water bottle out in front of you and it's eventually going to fucking be a burden yeah. to you. It's going to fucking hurt. And it was just a little thing that started with. But if you can be able to have this little water and just acknowledge it, accept it, and then you can put it away yeah. and it's not going to build up. And I think you said, I loved how you said it, and probably a new perspective. I need to, I'm trying to, because like we're talking about these things, we're trying to destigmatize mental health. And we're but I think the more we destigmatize, not to cut you off here, jump back in after, the more we destigmatize it, is the more we sort of do stigmatize it because there's such an expectation on 100%. it. 100%. That's why it's so, that's why I'm trying to find the way to, but that's how, why I'm trying to normalize these conversations. But it's like, if you put a label on it, sometimes it becomes stigmatized. You, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It, I think trying to give people skills and show them a way forward so that we're implementing things so that it isn't like that. I know, I know like exactly what you're saying and I totally agree with it. But it's like, if we don't put a label on it, and it's not that I don't disagree, but it's like, if we don't put a label on it, we don't fucking just address it, it might not get addressed ever, yeah, and we might yeah. not move forward. But I totally understand. I don't, it shouldn't be an inconvenience, it shouldn't be like a big thing if you have a game of footy and you say, and your mate comes up to you and he says, fuck man, I was really overthinking in that game, like, yeah. like I just felt shit about myself. Yeah. And then you have a conversation yeah. about that, you can grow from that. It shouldn't be a big, like, big thing, but people aren't... We aren't in a space where that's normal. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to provide a pathway so that we can normalise these conversations and and like listening skills and, and I think I'm gonna be getting into doing some skits and stuff just to show like how we can go about it. Yeah. Because it is it is hard. It's I think a lot of us know these things, but it's it's but I've had a lot of messages, like positive things about just how having these conversations and showing them people have really resonated, but also it's, it's helped them so much just because it has made them because we're being so vulnerable. And just, so it's a different demographic as well. Like 21 year yeah. olds, you know what I mean? You don't, you see this from like the wise old David Goggins and people yeah. like that. Like it's, it'd be a refreshing yeah. site for that. Gives them hope almost yeah. that like, that it's and, and I know what you mean with like it's not weak to speak because what happens is like I've definitely been in this before and this is this is why you talked about a bit earlier about how you feel like you can talk about overthinking all this stuff because you've had those ups and downs. I'm totally the same with like the mental health thing. I've often always invalidated my emotions, it's just little things, and yeah. then it becomes big things. But I, I can identify in my past like why that was yeah. growing up and. I spoke about it in the last step, like I was really emotional in primary school and stuff, like crying a lot. And then I often like got bullied for that. And then like, and then I just felt like I couldn't express myself. So that it's, it, it is hard because whenever we speak about something is almost like if someone comes and opens up to you, like you want them, it doesn't, ha- you, you, sh- you shouldn't put expectations on it. Like, yeah, no. and what happens if someone messaged you about saying, don't always assume it's going to be some big thing or some small thing. Just actually listen to what they're saying and work with them and, and be there for them. Don't think, oh, my God, they're opening up to me. I have to be this, like, hero, like, or I have to be, like, this psychologist or 
just you you don't know. Just stop stop yeah. assuming what it's going to be. I think the like the responsibility is so much on like the listener or like the the outsider. Let's say there's someone struggling. It's on like the outsider because it's whenever you ask your mate or anyone how how they are, no matter how they feel, it's always yeah, good mate. How are you? That sort of thing. But it's like if you know something's wrong, it's it's on you to get that out of him. No one or at least majority of society, like, it's just sort of second nature to not spill out straight away. And that's why, that's what I was talking about in the normality side of things, where if I was to call any of my, like, handful of best mates, like, it wouldn't be such a, it wouldn't be a, a strange thing if we were to start talking about, like, how we actually feel. Like, if I was to go, oh, how are you, mate? I'd, I know I'd actually get an honest response. And same with me, I'd give my honest response because it's just like, that's how you should be operating sort of thing. And then it's like with the whole, what you were just saying before, you don't have to be a psychologist. You don't have to give all these solutions. I think it's the most important thing being on both ends, like giving and receiving the most important thing when someone's telling you an issue or whether it's big or small is like, let them talk, let them get everything out there. Cause I think the hardest thing to begin with and the biggest relief to begin with is just like, saying it and like getting it out there i think when something's wrong the best feeling is just like humanizing it i guess and like getting the weight off your shoulders and just seeing someone else like acknowledge it so like as a listener let them speak don't cut in on a story or on an emotion and don't provide solutions to begin with let like just validate how they feel first and let them know that it's like okay and normal to feel that way or without it being too deep, you know what I mean? Just like know that you're listening without providing a solution and then understand what's going on and then provide a solution if there is a solution. But I think the most important thing from like being on the, let's say I had something wrong and I was telling you everything that was wrong is you just like sitting there and validating that it's okay to be like that. Like when I'm overthinking or if I had a shit day, if I'm on the phone to my mate, them just like being on the other end saying like, yeah, fuck, like a, I get that, eh? Like, I, I get what you mean. It, it's, like, such a good feeling, like, just knowing that it's, like, normal to, you know what I mean? Not it, normal to feel those those waves and just va- be be yeah. human, I guess. Yeah. No, my favourite point about what you said is is validating their emotions first because I'll admit I'm nowhere near perfect and even in a relationship, like, with my girlfriend at the moment, I won't go into specifics, obviously, but the uh, there was a problem... And she was getting upset about it. And I sort of, me, logical, analytical, I, I think solu- I'm a solution yeah, guy. Yeah. So when it's not me, so I, I was just thinking straight away, oh, how can I fix the problem? How can I fix yeah. the problem? And I didn't validate her feelings to start with because I was too, because I cared so much, because obviously I love her, I care so much about her. Yeah. I'm thinking, what can I do to fix this? Yeah. But then like... And it's like a manly thing as well. It's like yeah. you're the man. It's like that stigma of like having a... Yeah, fix things and, and solve problems, and, and then you don't connect or like connect on that emotional level, validate the feelings. And she was getting, she got upset with me, very rightly so, because I wasn't comforting her. Like for the initial stage, no one, you don't, you want to be heard, not yeah. you know, you don't want to be shoved with all these solutions yeah. straight away. And I'll admit, I'm, I'm so happy that happened because I was able to learn from that that. You know, just, it's not all solutions straight away. Like, we're humans living a life. Like, we're not perfect. We need to feel things. And 
that comes with acceptance because being external, not externally validated, but like being listened to helps with acceptance. I yeah. think that's the big thing about opening up to someone. And I think we've done it really well today is we've both been able to speak and listen. And just shit at that, eh? Yeah. But you can get better at it and yeah. I can get better at it because I read something in my psych research where extroverted people or like when they're showing extroverted things, they like to butt in, say their point, and it often comes across as rude or impolite. Mm. But all it really is is they're so passionate yeah. that they're trying to they're trying to say what they want to say because they're so passionate about getting their point across. But it comes across in a certain way, yeah. and and it's it's about knowing that and and creating awareness that and listening because what happens when you listen to someone and you actually hear what they're saying is. You, ha- you can actually learn so much because I think this is probably because we have to wind this up soon but it's a topic worth getting into another time is I think we get our egos in the way and yeah. that, that really hurts us from growing and learning because we're not able to take a step back. Yeah, I love that conversation. Eh? Yeah, that, that'll be right. one to get into because yeah. it's so, that held me, that's held me back in so much. Same. So many things, but yeah. And I, th- I remember with the whole like button in thing, I remember after our last podcast together, that was like a massive thing for me. I, I I found myself like just wanting to talk, or that was a different scenario where I felt like I was being interviewed a bit more. But like, I just I afterwards I walked around. I was like, shit. I felt like I just cut him off, and I'm pretty sure I called one of my good mates and like told him that. And then he he validated what I said. And I was like, oh no, but like you'll get an interview sort of thing. But I've since then I've made such a conscious effort or tried to to listen more. And every time I I do, or it may be bad, but every time if I'm on the phone with someone and they're talking and I've got a good point. And if I do jump in and just say it straight away, I, I get like a sense of guilt of like, fuck me, man. Like just hold hold your thoughts sort of thing. But I've definitely like, it was since that our last episode had such a conscious effort of like trying to just listen more because it's like, like what you said, you the biggest learning curves are from other people talking, whether that's like face-to-face, whether that's on a podcast, whether that's on a book, but like me talking to you, me talking to someone else, whatever it is, they've then spoken to X amount of people and that could be like however many stories you haven't heard and it's like they've got all this knowledge from other people, you might not have it and it's like you're then learning. It's like that whole butterfly effect. You're learning from their learnings from other people. You know what I mean? Like it's everyone, that's why I said last podcast, I never try and back away an opportunity to meet someone or speak to someone because everyone I believe has someone something value to you, big or small, because just because of the pure fact of like however old they are they've been on this earth 21 years 50 years whatever it is and there's no doubt at all that they've had a conversation or they've read something or they saw something that like you haven't seen and that you could learn from sort of thing so i think that's like just be open to learning and listen to podcast i think podcasts are sick like listen to podcasts and take every opportunity you can to learn yeah i love that i think i think your listening skills and your ability to build on what I'm saying has gotten so much better from just our last yeah. our last chat, whether that was like contextual because you thought you were being interviewed. But it's interesting though because like being able to like, I know you said you had guilt with it, but it's, an, it's, an, it's a very difficult emotion to like talk about. But it's it's good that you're aware of who you want to become like you want to be a better listener because then it allows you to grow more and people like us in terms of we've we're in this field where we feel like we can add value to people 
it's almost like you, you know you want to get your point across you want to say things but when you do that you don't learn anything yourself yeah. and it's and yeah there is a power of like saying things and you sort of say it in a different way but i learn the most when i listen and and the great thing about the podcast and having this chat is sometimes with someone you start talking about things and we build upon each other. You add a new point, I add a new point. I think about a point I've sort of forgot about. It's it's sort of like, it's so powerful. But if if I don't really listen to what you're saying and you don't really listen to what I'm saying and we don't learn and build off each other, we're sort of just having a surface level <laughs> yeah. chat that never gets anywhere. And anyone. you just jump in front of each other and both trying to say your own stories or whatever. Like just saying from what you just said, I've, like, I've come to the realization that like all right with how you were saying like you don't get you don't learn from speaking or you don't get anything out of speaking you learn from listening and i think why people want to speak so much or like good or bad reason like why maybe why i want to speak at times and jump in front of people or have be the guy to have the conversation is like purely for like the validation feeling it's like you want to speak and then have someone look at you and be like wow like he's he's like speaking sense or he's really wise or like he's really smart or whatever it is like you want to jump in and be that guy sort of thing where it's like it's always like I've, you read it everywhere I, I don't know the exact quotes and that but like it's always like the quietest guy in the room is the smartest or like that's yeah exactly yeah the, the, and it's like in like a pub it's like they always say like the the guy who's loud and boisterous and trying to start fights really isn't like the best fighter it's like the quiet guy in the back and in like a big room, like a board board meeting, the guy to be quite the, the guy to be fearful of is just the the man sitting there in silence because they're the ones that learn everything. They're the ones who aren't afraid to listen to people and aren't afraid to, you know, not be in the center of attention. I guess, yeah. but that's definitely something I want to learn on because I think there's such a powerful thing about that guy just sitting there dead silent, and then when his moment comes, just absolutely just spitting facts. So. It, it becomes hard though because someone like me, like. I agree with that sort of philosophy that like quietest guy in the room, like they're so often a lot of these people are so wise because they're so observant and they learn a lot through vicarious modeling, which is just social, like just learning off other people. And I think it's hard because I, for me, like I'm building everything off like sharing. And, message, yeah, so. so like I, I, I've been good with it. Like not, it's a balance, yeah, not, not putting pressure on myself. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm doing all these things. Like, but then again, it's, it's only a mind game I have with myself. Like, I don't, I don't, I agree with you, but like at the same time, it's like that doesn't mean you you, you can. You, you, it needs to be a one exactly. size fits all model. I don't it's know if I truly believe that, but it's, it's contextual, just, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah, like, because I'm showing all the things I know. But if I'm talking to someone on a podcast, listen, yeah. it's not just oh, it, like you never get an opportunity to speak. It's not. That's life's not all one size fits all. It's very contextual. So yeah, and public speakers and press conferences and meetings usually the smartest person does have to stand up there and speak like it's not it's not if you ever in a room and whoever's sitting there dead silent they're the smartest person like it's like you said it's not a one-size-fit-all it's all contextual yeah but i think it's the moral of the story is don't feel like you have to always speak and just sit back and listen and learn and yeah definitely something it, that it i've c- got plenty of growth on it comes i i totally it's agree exciting, though, to know that like oh. All I do is want to speak. And it's like I have two moods. It's like I either want to speak and constantly want to speak or I just want to sit there and just not speak to anyone and just yeah. be moody and not – and, you know what I mean, be like in a shit mood. Yeah. But it's exciting to know that like someone like me and you who are always speaking or whatever like have so much 
more learning to do. 100%. Like this, purely what we're speaking is our own beliefs, own philosophies, own small learnings from the young age we're at. So it's cool to know that like if we spend the next five years, six years, just purely sitting back analysing, still learning your own ways, like how much more maturity and growth and wisdom you have left to build on. Nah, totally agree. So much so much more to grow, but it is the exciting exciting part about all this stuff. All right, we'll, we'll wrap the episode up there. Hour 13. Yeah, a lot, flies, lot, lot of gold there. But yeah, we'll get a bunch of reels out for this. So if you're listening to the end of this, you've probably... You've obviously heard it all, probably seen a few reels, but uh, th- thanks for listening. And true listeners are still here right Yeah, the now, true like. listeners. <laughs> all four of them. <laughs> I'd, if you are listening to this, I don't, I'd love to get a message. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. If you listen, message one of us. Message and s- tell us one thing, one point, whatever it was that you really resonated with and oh, that'd be and, sick. and why. Because whether, whether we even have 20 listeners, like I don't get enough feedback and it's, and I don't know what holds people back. I do get a lot of fear actually, but like compared to how many people I'm reaching versus feedback, yeah, it's still yeah, quite yeah. low. Yeah. And I, it's a safe space to message me. And and yeah, it'd be great for us because then it just, you know, not that everything's external, but we want to know because to grow, we need to know. I think the, be- <laughs> the bad feedback's the worst. Like whenever I show a mate something, a design, a video, whatever it is, the best thing I can get from them is being like, no, nah, that shit, do this, you know what I mean? Like I hate when someone just goes, sick, like that's good. No, yeah, so like right now, yeah. if you're listening, tell us, I don't know, any. it doesn't have to be good, it can be bad. Like honestly, I just, just want to know, even honest. even if you just send me an emoji, just I just want to know. It'd be <laughs> honest, cool. honest emoji. Yeah. It'd be cool to Demon see face if means angry, <laughs> don't speak about this anymore. It'd be cool to just see if anyone's actually properly listening and like has taken something from this. Like it'd be... If I get one message, I'll be fucking buzzing from it. You know what I mean? Like just if anyone did take anything away from it or if anyone has any feedback or even if just to acknowledge that you listened to it, it would be cool to know. Yeah, 100% agree. Because I'm I'm, I like to switch podcasts off when I get to this point. So, yeah. you know, they've done all the speaking and let's just flick it off. So yeah. if you're still here, you're a fucking legend. And yeah. I'll buy a, not a beer because I'm not, not been drinking, but I'll buy you a coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, thanks guys for listening to episode 21. Hope you enjoyed that and I'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Beauty. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.